Well, hello and welcome back to the Closing the Gap podcast. Again, you have me, Yasmin Janahai, and my good friend, Lewis Bassendale. Hello. So we've both been a bit busy since our last podcast, our last, well, our first episode. This is our second. So, of course, we've just been busy with nothing more than race stuff because we both don't really have any other lives than race, race and racing. <laughs> true <laughs> so Liz, i thought it'd be a good way to start the podcast with you talking about your time in donnington so of course donnington holds many many events so what event did you attend to the british gt championship and the janetta championships and we also had on that pad on that day gb4 so a very jam-packed weekend <laughs> so yep. Uh, why did you want to attend Donington? As I know you're a fan of many race categories, so why did you want to attend this one? I'm friends with one of the drivers on one of the on, on the Janetta Junior grid, so it was mainly just going to support and hang out in their garage and basically just do that for the weekend, rather mm-hmm. than going to actually sit down in a seat and see any proper racing. So I know that the person that you're talking about is Alicia Palmowski. So how did you get to know her? By sitting there one afternoon trying to basically tick off the requirement to get one interview for the first uni assignment. Very good. So basically, uh... that's all that was. <laughs> Turns out we knew we'd been following each other on social media for ages, but nice. I'd never put two and two together. Nice. So do you want to give like a quick summary of how her race went? Because obviously Three you were there. Races. <laughs> well, race one was amazing because we got a podium. Mm-hmm. Race two was like P7 or 8 with some, oh yeah, it was a brake problem, which Reese, her engineer, got changed. And then the final race... Chase Fernandez decided to get too eager and rammed her off the road. Apologised, but you could just tell in the way he was acting. He wasn't apologetic at all, and he actually probably got a kick out of it. That's my opinion. (laughs) I'm not being libelous against a 15-year-old. I know, and she's like, to be doing this, like, racing, and she's so young, to be doing racing on top of, like, school as well. The the Thursday, I was talking to her mum, the first day she did computer science and physics, then got picked up, drove all the way straight to the circuit, which was an hour and a half, <sighs> then obviously slept and everything, and then went straight into practice test day on the Friday. Oh my God. I just, yeah, I don't know how she does it because obviously through you. It's I, it's the I, way she carries herself. I can't believe yeah. it. The way she's still professional in interviews. Mm. She's, she's got them, she's literally acts. I think it's twice, three times her age. It's amazing. Exactly. Because I know if I if I was 15 and I had the responsibility of my personal life, my school life, grades, on top of driving, driving for like a, a proper professional team. And I sponsors would not, as well, you know, sponsors, trying to please sponsors. You've got this pressure that I not an average 15-year-old will be able to handle. So... I can't remember how old she is because it's never occurred to me. Well, whatever she's young anyway. Yeah, I just, just I could, I could not, I could not do it at all. I would cry under that pressure. I didn't even do my exams because they were cancelled. But still, Mm. I mean, I I could never have done all that. 
I think that shows how I know like again you spoke that she didn't have the best of the weekends but she's a very talented racer and on top of being on the track she also has that kind of racer emotional maturity to also do all the the things that a racer needs to do off the track as well so yeah I mean well like her (laughs) after I think it was race three and after she had the problem she, she, she literally just sort of stood there and you could see she was deep behind it all she was upset but where she was just spoke to everyone including me she's just like it's what happens is what it is and it's just she's got such a high level of emotional intelligence mm. but it's so much more impressive compared to the other drivers on the grid because there was points of the weekend where I saw her teammates Charlie and Hugo playing sort of having a kick about and things where she was in mm. she was actually in the garage discussing with her engineer focusing actually on her racing and then going away and revising in the motorhome and she's yeah. those kind of drivers are the special ones very special your schumachers who would stay at the circuit till midnight mm-hmm. your vettels who would no, no, not your vettel. Like louder, who would just know there's something innate you wrong. Like after race two, when she just knew there was something wrong with her brakes, but the car looked completely fine, and they took it all apart. Then they knew they had to change it. That innate driver feel. I just, I can't get over it. Like it, that age to win the scholarship, and then being your second season fighting for a championship, being so wow. focused compared to the other ones who I have to say are a little bit childish, like little boys. <sighs> We sort of mess about still because they still haven't really clocked on to the seriousness mm. of where they're at. Unless when they're in the car, they're serious. But when they're out of the car, they do just have that little whiff of they're here to have a play rather than here to make a game of it. Mm. And I think it also shows, you know, female drivers kind of have to put that extra extra effort into maintaining sponsors to really prove themselves. Because again, they don't always get that that chance it's a rare really of course now it's you know more women are getting into to motorsport and you're seeing more women on the track but to really keep keep their seat and to prove themselves to be as good as the men on track they f- probably feel like they have to put in that extra effort to show that yes i am serious about this this isn't just a quick little like run around the track and then it's done for me I mean, they're not all massive. I wouldn't say they're all childish. I mean, yeah, of course. The, the biggest, there's the, Charlie, no, Freddie Slater, who is doing a Max Verstappen this year and has won every race bar two. One at Donington, in which Hugo won. No, he's, he's only actually, he hasn't won. He's won every race he's led, unless it was for a penalty. And I think there's one race where he, he didn't win actually on the track. But he's insanely quick. And I went over to his team garage and he's professional but also arrogant he has a he has that young he has that sort of Vettel 2010 to 2013 sense of arrogance <laughs> that really puts you off like you know I went and walked yeah. past his garage and I just was like and I actually t- talked to the guy and I was like this guy is completely in the knowledge that he's being bankrolled by his rich parents and mm. knows that if he just keeps it on the track because he has that financial advantage he will get anywhere and it just does mm. it, it it annoyed me because it, it seems like he's not grateful and like he's putting in the work. He just knows that as long as he just puts the minimum in, it will always come to him because he's got the money. It's like it's 
the same re- repeated tale that we hear here in like not just Formula One or at every motorsport there's always someone who's just they've got that financial backing that maybe somebody who's even more talented just does not have so they cannot get that opportunity and it's so frustrating because there is so many like just people that you see not racing that could be that could be winning those championships yeah it's really frustrating to to hear that somebody not being grateful for such a a rare opportunity i mean i'm not saying he's definitely it's just the feeling that i got yeah. So obviously we don't want to, because yeah. these, let's say these are people at the start of a career, we don't want to be accusing people left, right and centre, but it's it's the, it's the vibe and the feeling and the mannerisms mm-hmm. they give to they give to me walking around the paddock. Like every single, mm-hmm. ga- I walk, I made sure to either visit or walk past every single garage across the weekend and I got a feeling. Yeah. Elite, the Alicia side of the garage was really good. Hugo's mm-hmm. parents and Hugo was a nice guy. But you could just feel he was—he still hadn't mat- really matured in his driver mentality. Fox Racing were just great, grateful to be there because Holly Mile has really struggled this year. Brie Angelis has struggled as well mm. in her car. Pop Tech UK seemed good. A set, I think the two teams that I really struggled to get a, a good feeling from were Assetto and R Racing. They just kind of felt like they're just because they've got the money. I felt like they were all just sort of quite arrogant. And mm. I just didn't like that. I don't like that from a racing driver or a race team. Because at the end of mm. the day, I still believe in the essence of fair competition and that everyone's in it together and motorsports a family. And when you get that arrogancy, it doesn't really gel. Takes you out of it a wee bit. Yeah. And, you know, again, you mentioned about it's the start of these people's careers and I think it's something really special going to these events is you get to see them at the start of their career so when they do progress and get into higher levels and win championships so on and so forth you can really like go back and be like you've really stepped up your game I've I've seen you for so long I've been watching you for so long and to see that maturity is like kind of like a proud like I can't believe you've you've done this. It's almost parental because it's like, yeah, or paternal, because it's like, I've made now friends with Alicia's mum and Alicia, and as they go through the categories, I hope that I can follow their journey and visit their races and be in their garage and be have more of these experiences, because I quite like that feeling of following a driver and watching their career grow and doing everything within my power to help them as much as I can, because at the end of the day, I don't have the money to have a racing career. So it might sound mm. stupid or cocky or whatever, I feel like I'm kind of vicariously living it through them, if you know what I mean. In like the nicest, yeah. least creepy way, least problematic possible. <laughs> I just feel like I'm living and I want to I want them to do well. I will them to do well. And I will mm-hmm. do everything with it within my means to help. If I can help them, I will help them. Not everything within my means, like I will you know, it's like if I could do anything, I will want to do it. Yeah, and I think that's like the whole reason why we really started this podcast is to really get more media attention and to talk about these drivers that do have the potential to make it big I mean you've spoken to Alicia and her parents and again we'd love to get her on the podcast at some point but to build that relationship and to just keep talking about her and other racers I think we are 
I know we're a small podcast. I know we're not like, you know, a big, a big podcast has many viewers, maybe one day. But again, if we keep talking about these people and their driving abilities and doing race reviews and things like that, we can really start to make a difference in more people to invest in their careers. Yeah, I mean, we're just two nerds with a passion. That's so we are. <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> But, I mean, Don, it, so, it was amazing, though, especially when they got the po- podium, because at that point, I'd, I'd been at the track since 8am. It was coming up till 20 to 6 at night, and I was done. Legs were done, the feet were done, everything. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I'd never felt this rush. So, you know when F1 teams run down the pit lane? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was a bit like that. Yeah. It was a bit like <laughs> we were all literally running to Park Fermi. We ran down the side of Park Fermi, because we obviously couldn't get in Park Fermi. And then the podium, and then we. I think I spent a good hour. We just spent a good hour celebrating, and I've got a photo. I've got it printed as a canvas, but it's it's also my wallpaper of me and her with the trophy. Because it oh, it it, so it wasn't just me, so it it affected me because I'm just, I live in the northeast. I don't have any tracks. I don't have this opportunity. <laughs> so it just felt amazing to to be able to do it. And feel accepted. No, I would love to. In a little way. I would love to go. I wish I wish I was able to go to Downton this year. Well, with you. Because October. I'm going back in October to the final race. Are you? I'll see how much money I can save up, (laughs) and I. Who knows? I might. I might attend. But yes, another question I have for you, Liz, is: Do you recommend going to Downton? I recommend going to any of the GT tracks. I mean, Downton. Mm has got a little bit of history because obviously hosts World Superbikes, used to host MotoGP and hosted yeah. uh, that infamous Senna first lap in the wet 93 European Grand Prix. <laughs> but there's other great track, Alton Park. It's an amazing, it's got so much elevation and flow and it's such a beautiful little track. There's obviously Silverstone, there's Cadwell, Cadwell Park, which is literally had a mini Nürburgring in terms of the corner is difficulties in the elevation. You've got Brands, yeah. which is as historic as it is. You've got Snet, which Snetterton, aka if you're a nerdy called Snet. And it and it's one of the fastest tracks in the country. This honestly, MSV have got so many great tracks. It's unreal. Brilliant. And another question that I had for you, because I'm Obviously, we were texting back and forth. I knew this event was coming up. It was how did you manage to get a media pass, and what extra access did you get with it, the that media pass? pass to, like, I, a normal entry level ticket. It didn't really add much on, purely because it was an open paddock. If it was a closed paddock, it would have got me more access. But it was mm. just filling out a form on the internet, showing some pieces of work, getting a health and safety waiver signed by someone at university. That was a and the media pass was a free See, I... ticket, but I'd already bought my tickets. So I didn't know if I was just going to get accepted oh. or not. So I bought it. It doesn't matter. Because well, oh, I thought maybe I didn't know if like with a media pass, you might have got a bit, bit of extra access. You, you would have if it was like a bigger event. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to need one next time because I already kind of know what the situation is and, and just blag my way in. <laughs> Just smooth talk your way in. <laughs> I'll definitely go to my next event with you then, Lewis, if you know you know the ins and outs. <laughs> Thank you. So I also just wanted to say, um, 
back to Alicia is where do you see her career well, going? I think she said to me she wants to do touring cars or GT racing in terms nice. of realisticness. But I could see her going, mm. I think the next steps are either going up the Janetta ladder, which will be into either GT Academy or GT Championship. Yep. Or, yeah, I think it's that, because if you're going into touring cars, you traditionally go up that ladder, you go from juniors into GT Academy or Super Cup or whatever, then you go to touring cars. She could walk, she could branch off into single-seaters and GB4. Or F4. Mm. Or who knows? I mean, possibility could be going straight into GT4s, you know, starting to go on the international circuit, but we just don't know because it's funding and that. And mm. to be honest with you, just thinking, let's yeah. think about this season, see where we finish, and then see what happens mm. over the winter. Yeah, because, of course, like you're, you're talking about all these categories and it, it, pathways, but then again, it just comes down to It also depends what she wants to do in just, terms oh. of her academic. Because if you do A-level, then you're going to focus more on of the course. national scene. But if you then, mm. let's say, do Remote Sport UK diploma with Loughborough, that innately is designed to let you go on the international scene and still study. So it's all just yeah. what you want and to do. it's so amazing that that's available because I don't think, if you think, back like I could say like 10 years ago that I don't think that would be available to it's kind of like you pick one or the other you mm. fill on motorsport career or and forget about your education or focus completely yeah. on that your education so it's good that that's about another question that I had for you was how can race fans help her or other up-and-coming racers watch the races follow them on social media that's it fair enough, fair enough. quick and simple <laughs> that is literally it just social media, all, watch the races, yeah. nothing else. Or again, with uh, they do do the article. Yeah, that kind of thing. So keep keep eyes out for that. Okay, so anything else you want to say about Donington? Oh, no, because I ramble. Well, no, you can no, ramble it's a okay. Bit. It's okay. Because I don't want. And then I can always cut. I can always no, cut it out. Okay. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the F one Academy at the moment. Um, I'm writing an article for F1 News Live about if F1 Academy will eventually bring a female into Formula One. But while I was researching, I saw that the Academy has a new program called Discover Your Drive. So I just wanted to say, Liz, have you yes, heard about this Yes, I was this reading program? into it and I checked, yeah. I fully read the press release when it came out. So for those who don't know, listening to this, um, I'm, I'll read off the website so you get all the all the information, I don't mess any of it up. So F1 Academy Discover Your Drive is a new global initiative with focus on four pillars, youth engagement, talent identification, participation and progression and community. F1 Academy Discover Your Drive will offer girls and young women the opportunity to take part in entry level and professional programs to promote and enhance female participation in sport, which is a great initiative. So basically their goal is to increase the pipeline of talent entering the sport, strengthening the pull of drivers, aiming to make it an elite level and supporting those who want to pursue roles off the track as well. The program will provide a platform to inspire many girls and young women around the world. So I thought this was a great start for the F1 Academy. Again, it's not just the actual, they're actually doing stuff off the track as well and really building a foundation of finding young women. So 
another it's only in the uk and as you mentioned to me that actually one of the venues that they hold the carding events yep. in is near it's you actually 10 to 15 minutes down the road i know maybe you could pop in and <laughs> pop in and i mean see i've been once before but I, the problem is when i was trying to do fia legal overtakes they kept telling me off so oh. i don't know if i'd go back <laughs> oh fair Fair enough. So basically this program is just to find the next generation of young female carters, which I think is great because I heard, I can't remember the exact statistic, but again, lots of young women want to obviously start off in carts and they're either, they don't have a program in their local carting facility, or it's like they only support boys. So it's great to see the F1 Academy putting that funding into the young female talent. Yeah. So I think it's a, I think it's a great start. What I was thinking for, of course, this is just the start of this program. And, you know, again, with the F1 Academy, when you're starting like a new series, it's going to take its time to really be flushed out and be a proper program, but it's only in the, the UK, these venues, do you see it maybe going to the likes of America or anywhere else in the world? Or do you think that the F1 Academy will just will, keep it in the UK? If it works, it'll go ahead as the plan. It's just a try on the UK because there's no point going out and doing it and then it not quite working. Mm. Yeah, because I know the programme will scale up to 35 venues across the UK next year. So it's good to see that, you know, that they're going to keep upping and upping the game and hopefully we'll see maybe even a future Formula One oh, yeah, driver from happen. this program. Don't know when, but it will. We don't know when, hopefully soon, but, but it will. But I think it's just a great start, you know, this change and it makes more investors want to invest in young women because that's the constant, the constant wall I think that's put up against female drivers is, yes, they have the talent, yes, they have the initiative, but they don't have that funding because investors don't see where they're going to make a return on their investments this is yeah, a great agreed. great start to actually talk about the f1 academy races so after the first round in spielberg we had we had the second round in valencia in spain we had hamda al kavasi in first in round one bianca bustamati winner in round two and marta garcia winning in round three marking her third win of the season and then in round three in barcelona spain we had emily de Hoos with first place in round one, Amna al Kabasi winner in round two, and Lena Bular winner in round three. So it was great to see varied, varied winners. Yes, Garcia is pretty dominant overall. She's at the top of top of the board at the moment, but it's really anyone's race. If you look at the highlights, um, again, just the highlights, because it's not a fully broadcasted race. You really do see these women just like giving it their all between overtakes and more overtakes than because again, the like car, a it, it, it's, Yeah, so it's, it's a really talent, but it's also the cars are closer because they're all the same chassis and engine, which makes the racing even more exciting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that really shows like it, there's room for no mistakes because again, everybody has basically the same car. It's just great to see that it's an even playing field. And it's just, it's great. It's great to watch. Last, we spoke about there's obviously no live broadcast in the last episode, which is still a huge issue for the Academy. I think next year, I really hope to see like a full 
a full race, even if it's just put on YouTube. But I think some some of the drivers are getting more recognition and media attention, such as uh, Bustamali had this huge billboard yeah. in her hometown. I, I, I think it was on more, in like, the capital, I think, and, as well. But put it on, like, next to the Petronas Tower yeah. or something. Yeah, and the, the more attention that these drivers get, the more people will be like, well, who is, who is Bianca Bustamari? Who is this? Who is that? And the more eyes we'll have on the F1 Academy, just the more, more viewers, more funding, more investment, more female racing. I mean, what's not like, what is not to yep. like? What are your thoughts on the F1 Academy at the it's, moment, Liz? Do you think it's doing, doing really all well for these on its own, if you get what I mean? Because it, it, mm-hmm. Sky did a little thing, I think, in the run up to the Spanish Grand Prix, like a little promo trying to point it out, advertise it. But that's not enough. If Sky truly yeah. cared, they would be asking FOM to let them show the races alive and do a proper broadcast again. And they're doing everything within their power on their own, but it doesn't feel like F1's giving them mm-hmm. the support. It's like what we've done is they've realised a child has reached 18. They've dumped them out of their home and left them to fend for themselves. <laughs> I think that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, I, I could I could definitely see your point. I just, yes, that little promotion was great. But yeah, it did. Is that it? it? Just, like, are we going to are we gonna get like a quick like five minute, oh, don't forget about F1 Academy, like in the first like five minutes of the just previous like build up. We're just doing the tokens. And what people should yeah. be actually doing is like, again, going back to earlier, going down to the racetracks, supporting drivers like Alicia, Holly Mayo, Brie Anglis, Ella Lloyd and GT mm. Championship, you know, going to touring cars, supporting Jade Edwards, Lamborghini Super Trofeo, Abby Eaton, and actually mm. putting their time and money and support into the actual careers rather than just go, oh, I'm going to watch a 15-minute video. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's still, I know we talked about it a lot in the last episode, but it still grinds my gears, like 15 minute highlight. When you have, you have Harry, who's the commentator. I mean, you Harry works have from film Big and Hill, but that's Why still, not just film the full thing? I mean, F2 and F3 gets commentated from Big Yeah, Hill. exactly. And like, again, you've, oh, Go on, I'm have just going to get annoyed again. It's just, it's just so frustrating. It's, oh, it's just so frustrating, Liz. I just don't see why they, could, they can't even do a YouTube live. I don't get it. I, mean, I just, it will forever boggle my mind. Janetta, Gen- Janetta usually for their broadcasts use the British GT broadcasting, but when they had G Fest, they set up their own broadcasting and it was brilliant. Eight hours every day, high quality. I mean, mm-hmm. if they can do it, why can't the biggest, most expensive, most profiteering series in the world afford to i know because f1 right the pinnacle of motorsport you hear it all the time f1 academy it literally says f1 academy f1 has copious amounts of money why can't you just because they're all trying to spend it on the las vegas just on getting out there that's a whole other subject that last oh i'm looking forward to the episode when that that happens in november time <laughs> oh no! I think we'll need like a separate episode of just. We, no, we should, the we should just yeah, we should just do like a I, one-off special, like a one. 
it's just called like lace lace rages for an hour at the last week we should do that because i know that's an inside joke but i love it when things do an inside joke and then follow through on the inside joke yeah we'll have to we'll have to do an i rage special where i just rage about the current state of football on for 60 minutes (laughs) i think maybe we'll Mm. get the cameras on for that one (laughs) um who knows it could be like a really good face who knows I like to stay optimistic. So the next race we have for the Formula One uh, F1 Academy is uh, in Zandvoort. Do you have any predictions of who might come out on top of this? Or do you again, think it's just going to be anyone's I race? I mean, obviously, I would want to see Abby pulling or Jesse Edgo or one of the Brits. I mean, or Chloe Grant win one of the Brits, mm. but it's anyone's game. Because it's such a close championship. No, no. Somebody went boring? to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're both a bit yeah. of a wreck. You're tired and I'm sick. Yep. So what a great episode this is. <laughs> but yes, no, I really do enjoy how it's anyone's anyone's race, anyone's game. It's I just oh, just watching the highlights. It's good to see these women just giving it their all in every second they have of racing. So it was everyone academy broadcast it f1 academy your discover your drive great initiative it's good that we're also doing stuff to support the younger the younger karting careers of these young women so yeah so far we're we're going on the up f1 academy but there's still still a lot to do (laughs) so our last kind of topic of today is the the mods so i mean Ferrari on their hundredth anniversary of the Mon took home the the win, which was a surprise for the first time in about fifty years. I mean, years. yeah, the it was Toyota. Kind of so nice seeing Toyota cry. I mean, cry and struggle because it won sit. What is it? Five on the bounce, and it was nice to see Ferrari just rock up. I think so. With that, with with the four nine nine p and just blitz it. I know because there was several early yeah. crashes and there was heavy rain and it really shuffled up the grid. Jack, Jack Aitken getting very, getting all excited for his first ever hypercar drive in at Le Mans within within two minutes bins it. I felt his pain. I felt <laughs> his like, pain. I was like, just full... and, and that car, that car then for the rest. Then I think in the last stint he got in and then put it in the gravel. Well, oh. at least he's not a va- at least he's not oh even the God. van walls it was, or the glicken houses. Who the glicken houses every five minutes were in the tire barrier, or the van wall just decided not to work. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a great you know to hear Ferrari winning. It was an it's great just sight. My mind the is minute not, like, the, to- the minute Ria Hirakawa from- put the Toyota off and was having to turn it around, I literally was playing the Italian national anthem on loop. For the last half an hour, just watching, watching Pierre Greedy <laughs> just walk away. Pierre Greedy, Forza and then Ferrari. in the last stop, Pierre Greedy had to power cycle the car because it died. So almost had a heart attack, but then just it's just oh. an amazing sight watching him put time and time on the Ferrari. I mean, on the Toyota and just walk away to have like a minute and a half lead. I think uh, the F1 Ferrari I think Charles has already politely asked if he can move to the hypercar team for Monza. (laughs) Because he was there, wasn't he? He was there at... Yeah. The seasons that Charles has had as 
as of recently with Ferrari and to just see rock up to its morning, first just race and just... It, just get get that easy win. I just I can't imagine what that man goes through. Probably copious amounts mm-hmm. of therapy. <laughs> God, I want to meet Shell's therapist. But yeah, it was it was great to see. <laughs> I just oh. I don't. I don't want to. Just every time that Ferrari radio goes off, I just I close my ears. I just cover my ears and just don't want to listen. But yes, it was a great win for Ferrari and a great Le Mans. To be honest, I've again I watched bits of it now I, and again, and it was just so entertaining because it was my first actual it, but... Le Mans I've ever watched. Seven hours. I missed basically. I just didn't bother with the night. Because I wanted to sleep. I slept and then I got up straight as soon as I could. Fair enough. Because all that happened in the night was one of the Toyotas retired. So it wasn't in, you know, not much really happened overnight. Mm. It's quite nice to have just like racing at night. Like, to, as, and I mean, what I mean by that is like me sitting in bed and just like watching the racing. Like, I'm used to like either getting up early to really? watch the Formula One or whatever race category I'm watching, but it was just nice. Just yeah. nice to just like fall asleep to some nice racing. Anything I mean, else we you should want to we not cover the women in Le Mans? The Iron Dames, Leo Winters, Richard Mia, AF Corsa, Dorian mm-hmm. Pan in the Premier in LMP2. Yeah. The Iron Dames finished, I think yep. it was fourth or fifth in LMG in the last ever Le Mans for the LMGTE AM class before that switches over to LMGT3. For next year, do um Leo Wardos, mm-hmm. Richard Mir, AF Corsa, I think spun out and crashed in the in the early hours of the race when it was absolutely torrential before she had even got her stint in. Yeah, it was like everyone was just spinning Honestly. everywhere. There and was then you no, had no grip on I that think, track at all. Was it was it Daniel Kvyat? Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Kvyat when he was driving Dorian Pan's Prema crashed and yeah Dorian didn't get a spin so they had a tough one mm. but at least the Iron Dames did well shame with Sarah Bovey yes they did Michelle Gatting and who's the other one I've forgotten although in LMP2 not a woman but we should give shout out to the Inter Europol car that one LMP2 with Fabio Schreier driving with a broken foot because it was ran over. His foot was accidentally run over in the early hours Oof. and somehow he'd completed the race with a broken foot. In the inter yeah, inter yeah, inter Europol. Oh my god. Wow. That that one LM yeah, that one LMP two and that was their first ever Lamont win. <laughs> that's impressive. I mean that's like a that's a flex <laughs> to be like so, yeah, yeah, I won with a broken so foot. So overall yeah. the results were in hypercar Ferrari won with a four nine nine P. In LMP2, it was into Europol competition. And in the last ever Le Mans for LMGTEM, it was the Corvette racing car. So, yeah. Yeah, a pretty successful su- successful week, I think, for, and for women in mo- motorsport. And we, the highlights upcoming are... Actually, I don't know when this goes out, so it's pointless for me doing that. All right, it's not. We'll say it anyway, and I can cut it. So... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is there anything you so would like? So, anything to else you'd like to mention this? Um, da, 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 da. not necessarily. No. Um, again, I am 
I am now writing for um, F1 News Live. So I'm going to obviously been talking about the F1 Academy that I recently mentioned there before when we were getting into all the F1 Academy stuff and more on F1 and other categories as well. I think we'll do some pieces on some up and coming drivers. So yeah. And Lewis, well, anything you want to promote summer, so or I'll anything be, that you're doing at the moment? I'm going to be at the two in cars in July and that's it really. Apart from, I'll, I'll be hobbiting, watching the oh. racing, basically being a hobbit for the next couple of months. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'll also mm. be at Spa for the Formula One Grand Prix in Belgium. So yeah, um, I can. Well, that'll be give good. You we'll definitely do it. We should do a special, like, because I think I'm at the touring cars the same weekend you're at Spa. So we should do a special. Oh, sick. We could call it we've we should, we've, we should. We'll do we've a, left our a home nice special. special of like a, a mashup. We the, the we left the house special. <laughs> that's a good title. Very good title. <laughs> no, that's great. So yeah. Quite a, an exciting I mean, going to races for both of us. Uh thank you for listening. And um Another episode will be out soon. We are yep. going to get better and be better. Be patient. I'll stop. Eventually, I'll stop rambling. So. <laughs> so yeah, be patient. Yeah, I've, I've been. I've been. Well I don't think you rambled this too much this episode. I'll be dead honest. Mm. Yeah, you have been well behaved. Maybe it's the tiredness as well. You know. <laughs> so thank Bye. you so much for listening, and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>